0: pillow products thank you and god bless
1: this is what you're fighting for i mean every day you're out there what they're doing 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 is blowing blowing people people off. off if you continue to look the other way and shut up then the oppressors the authoritarians get total control and total power Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. And this is why patriots have to put their shoulder to the wheel. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth.
2: War Room, Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
1: Okay, we're live. It's Wednesday, 3 August year of our Lord, 2022. We're live at CPAC, it's load-in day. Here we are on Lindell TV, Frank Speech and all, John Frederick Radio Network, G News, all of it. And we're here. We've had to reverse the shot because they were getting a little too crazy. The Trump tribe of Texas, Mike Manuel, founder. Woo! Trump, man, man, Manuel, it's the greatest idea in the world. I'm gonna do this. A bunch of hot gals, right? <laughs> Run around Trump, amazing. Mike yeah. Manuel, that's an entrepreneur right there. The Trump tribe, you go to Trump tribe of Texas. What is it right now? Chairman? Oh, the matchup. Facebook, Mike Manuel, go there, check it out. Google Trump tribe of Texas. They're going to be here. It's load-in day in. Uh, it's load-in day at CPAC. Really want to thank CPAC for doing this because we're supposed to be up during the uh, during the normal day, and we came out last night because we had to do the coverage for what's happening in Arizona. Little did we know, we still be counting on a primary, a primary ballots, we still be counting on the evening afterwards. Maricopa County has just said, and I'm not making this up, that the next drop, only 80% of the votes have been counted. 80% of the votes in a primary. I think there's what, two and a half, three, four million voters in, uh, in Arizona total. In France, there's 32 million. In France, France, by the way, right? Guys who take the entire month of August off, right, for vacation. So I love the French. I used to be a partner with Jean, bought my investment bank one time, I lived in Paris, I love the French. But they're not the hardest working folks I ever met, okay? Right. They, they know how to live, right? They know how to live. And here, they finished counting by hand at eight o'clock at night, 32 million votes for a whole nation. They declare a winner and they never argue about it. Here in Maricopa County, only 80% of the votes are counted. Now, what is the walk in this new thing? Oh, you got to walk in mail in ballot. You got a mail in ballot. Just walk it in that day. And we got five days to adjudicate. This is nothing more than the Republican establishment knows they got crushed by Donald J. Trump and the Trump machine. OK, with no money, with grassroots, the turnout and the voting on the uh, uh, on game day was 70, 30. You know, in American politics today, 52, 48 is a landslide. Okay, the country's so evenly divided, and/or the Democrats cheat so well, right? That you have very small margins. Chris Kobach won by four points. I said, brother, you had a landslide, 70 to 30. The spread on game day votes. Carrie Lake was down at midnight last night, Eastern uh, uh, Daylight Time. Carrie Lake was down by 10 points. The Robeson campaign was making all kind of noises for her to concede. And what'd she say? Let's take a deep breath and count all the legitimate votes. And so. Today, she's up by 1.8%. Of course, you haven't had any vote drops in six, eight, nine hours, and they just told us they're going to drop at 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 p.m. That's just the next drop. They're not guaranteeing that that's all there is. What they're trying to do, the Republican establishment, the McCain, Ducey, Mike Pence, anti-Trump, never-Trump apparatus, is trying to do something very simple. They're trying to work with MSNBC and the New York Times and take... This searing victory way uh, from, from Kerry, from K- uh, Kerry Lake would have would get up there and give that amazing speech, right? Just like Tudor Dixon gave last night, Tudor Dixon gave a, a textbook victory speech in Michigan. They did not want that to happen again. The establishment knows they've been defeated. They've been defeated by working-class people that went out and voted 70 to 30 on game day, which are really the legitimate votes, OK? blew them out. And now they're gonna slow walk this. They're gonna make this as hard as possible for Kerry Lake to win because they fear Kerry Lake and MAGA more than they fear progressive Democrats, right? They, they, they are the controlled opposition. And Katie Hobbs, Katie Hobbs is at seven o'clock in the morning on MSNBC saying this and saying that, that these people are extreme, everything like that. Do your job. How can you, you're the secretary of state of arizona and i don't want to hear oh it's at the counties you should drive down to maricopa county secretary of state and say what's going on you're supposed to represent everybody you're not just supposed to represent democrats okay you're supposed to represent everybody okay at cpac this week we're trying to have as many guests in studio as possible that's the reason we came here really want to thank matt schlapp and the guys matt was on uh at the last hour i really want to thank everybody uh this is load-in day so you're going to have a lot of activity a lot of working people around here putting stuff up They've got to get stuff done or they'll be here until oh dark 30 in the morning. I want to thank Ivan Garcia Hidalgo. Ivan, you've been with us many times. You launch launch tomorrow this new Hispanic language network, English language for for Hispanic. Last time we had you on, Soros was down there buying up. Because look, I know we all can't stand Soros. We disagree with his ideology. He's a radical. But he's a smart guy and he's a tough guy and he puts his money where his mouth is. How come we don't have billionaires in the Republican Party that don't put their money to back MAGA, to back Donald Trump, to back the working class people in this country? All they've got is money on the politics of personal destruction. Destroy Eric Greitens, not a problem. Destroy Kerry Lake, not a problem. Destroy Chris Kobach, not a problem. Destroy Joe Kent, not a problem. They, they can't beat us on policy. So the billionaires in the Republican Party put their money in back of the politics of personal destruction. $30 million against Kerry Lake in Arizona. $30 million of ads the Democrats are going to run over and over and over again. They don't care about winning. What they care about is the managed decline of this country where they have a part of it. There's a great theory out there called the Thucydides Trap. This is this theory that we're the declining power, China's the rising power. It's based upon the Peloponnesian War. And this guy, Graham Allison from Harvard, and Henry Kissinger have this theory that 12, 15 times throughout world history, you've had a declining power and a rising power, and it's all led to a catastrophic war, except a few times the few times the enlightened declining power was able to kind of nudge the rising power to their values. And that's what the United States should do is they decline. We should ask the CCP very nicely to kind of take our values. Uh, Dr. Allison came over one time to the Breitbart embassy where the war room is filmed. I asked Dr. Allison I said I read your book, went through your theory. Here's your problem, brother. Show me one time, one time where the elites of the declining power made more money on the way down than they made on the way up, because that's what's happened here. And that's why you have a Republican establishment that has all the benefits of the MAGA votes all the benefits of the MAGA sons and daughters that are put out in these endless wars, all the benefits of MAGA's taxes and their pension funds, but MAGA gets none of the benefits. Ivan, I'm so glad, Your source is down there buying radio stations because he knows big AM radio stations in Florida because he understands AM radio, media is the way to get the Hispanic vote. There's a tectonic plate shift. I think 50, 50% of Hispanic votes could come our way this November. Tell us what you're doing. I know you're launching TV. We want to hear the whole story.
3: Absolutely. Steve, it's always a pleasure to be here. It's uh, you know, l- like you said, uh, George Soros went out there and bought 18 stations. One of them was Radio Mom, be a classic, you know, uh, Cuban exile radio station in Miami uh, with the a whole-
1: legendary. Yeah, that, that thing's that, been that, around that, forever. Right, Every yeah. big personality in the Cuban community has come through there. All of them. It's the reason All that South Florida has been such a a, a, a rock for Republican candidates, right? That's right. That's exactly right. And, you know,
3: with the sole intention, the sole intention to shut it down, cancel it, kill it, and eliminate all Hispanic conservative voices. So at Americana, we said, no way, no way to Soros. Come on over. And we took all the top talent. We eliminated six hours of their premium. Uh, you took
1: a host of for six hours of program. We took six hours
3: of their wow. programming and we're still not done. You know, but what we're doing right now is, as you know, we launched on Sirius XM, becoming the first ever nationwide conservative network in Spanish language right back in March. And now we're doing it on TV. We're actually going to be transmitting here six hours a day. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. on You're launching time.
1: on TV at CPAC. Sure. Yep. And yes, how sir. can people how can people pick Apple TV,
3: Roku, Amazon Fire, wow. Google TV? Wow. Uh, you can download our apps uh, on iOS and Android. Uh, we're also on every single major podcast platform and something that we're going to do to help the American people. Since Joe Biden's disastrous policies are spiking up the cost of gas, we're going to give gas, free gas for a year to one person. All you have to do is download our app, register, and you qualify to win gas for a year. So that's what we're going to give back. We're trying to give back to the American people. Hopefully Joe Biden will do something. But I think he doesn't know who he is half the time or where he where is the other, the other half. Right. But hey, you know. Who who am I to the, who who am I to uh, come up with that psyche, psychiatric uh, uh outcome right so but I'm pretty sure there's some psychiatrists out there that will agree you know
1: let me ask you um this tech, why are we seeing now when the Republicans have told us forever you got to be for DACA you got to be for open borders you got to be for this when you have MAGA which is for law and order it's for the family as a nuclear unit it's for none of this craziness about gender ideology it's not for, about CRT it's about locking down the border so that the the, uh, the uh, low uh, low income people, right, and low skilled people are not flooded with labor that that drives labor Correct. drives down that that uh, you have all these deals with these visas that allows the whole world to come to Silicon Valley and African American and, and and Hispanic people can't get jobs there. Well, why why is it the Republican Party has gone for years and try to get it and really gotten no traction, but Donald Trump comes along, right? as a tough guy, as a guy who's going to stand up for the country, and all of a sudden you got MAGA, you got working class whites and others, and now you're seeing 50, 55 well, percent. What what, did the mainstream media get wrong, and what did the Republican Party get wrong that the Hispanic community wanted to hear?
3: Well, it's uh, you nailed it, right? It's, uh, it's MAGA policies. It's the absolute success of Donald Trump. You know, we had the strongest economy in over 50 years. The lowest unemployment for Hispanics in the history of this country. The history right. in the history lowest unemployment history. You know, the first time in over a decade that income went up and it benefited Hispanics the most. You know, that's reality. Donald Trump was a president for Hispanics and Hispanics recognize that Hispanics understand that. And, and like you said, law and you order. know
1: why he was you know? a president for Hispanics, because he's a president that put America first. That's right. They understand that African-Americans understand it. Royce White's going to be my co-host in a minute. All you got to do is deal straight with people, make sure you're going to pay make sure you're going to support American citizens and people are going to flock to you. Right. That's right. You don't have to kowtow to special interests. What you need to do is stop the vested interests.
3: And if you look at every poll, Steve, Hispanics are against illegal immigration. Hispanics understand the problem at the border. Democrats call you a racist, say all kinds of stupid stuff. Right. But the reality is we know what happens at the border. There's drug trafficking. There's human trafficking. There's organ trafficking. There's drugs there's weapons there is all kinds of problems you know at the border women young girls have to take birth control before they start that trek to the border because they're going to get raped multiple times a day you know th- something that's not talked about is or- organ ha- harvesting yes. how many people disappear in the deserts you know cut up to pieces organs disappeared and killed
1: and slaughtered for the world. This you, is a you, horrible, horrible thing. You, you believe that? A lot of people. No, say it's I know conspiracy. that for a fact. Okay, a lot of know people for a fact. A lot because people, I've talked to a a so, lot lot of people, so many. A lot of people so say that's conspiracy theory. Why do you think it's a fact?
3: Because I have talked to so many law enforcement experts across the border, federal. You name the agency, I've spoken to them, and they know that for a fact. They absolutely, the U.S. government knows that. It, it, it is not something something that's made up. The cartels run this thing. The 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 you know the the coyotes run this thing. If you don't have the money to pay your debt, you got to go work for the cartel. Go pack bags, carry bags, do security, do whatever. If you're a woman, then you got to go work, you know, as as you know, as a prostitute.
1: Really, you know, a until you life? pay it as off. Once
3: once you pay it off, then you're let go. Thousands of dollars. Well, you you talk human trafficking is
1: a bigger business than drug you, trafficking.
3: It's huge. You talk to people that are across the border in Arizona, California, and they talk about the safe houses. You know, I got to get Robert Arce, who's uh, our contributor. He worked on the border. He talks about safe houses that he went into in Phoenix. And there are 100 people, 100 people with no shoes. They were locked down, tied down, waiting for their family members to wire money FedEx. I mean, not FedEx, uh, Western Union to be released in another room with a padlock. All the, pretty, all the pretty girls and women mm. that were being used for something mm. else. It is a horrendous, horrendous thing. This administration, the Democrat po- policies are horrendous and inhumane, and they just don't get it. They think it is pandering to Hispanics. Hispanics don't care. Hispanics don't want illegal immigration. We understand that bringing... Any, look, you cannot have the, the poorest of poor people, and those are the ones that are really trekking across, Right. From Central America and Mexico, they have very little education, if any. They can probably not read or write their own language in their own language, you know, and you're going to bring them into the number one economy in the world. That's inhumane. How are you going to make them compete? Well, that's how the how fl- are they going That's how they here? flood
1: the zone nope. with 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 low-skilled with low uh, low scale labor. And this is what kills Hispanics. How do people get to you? What's your social media handle? How do they find out this initial broadcast? Americanomedia.com, Americanomedia.com,
3: iOS or Android. Download the app. Register for free gas for a year. You can win it. Do it. Tell your friends. Also, Apple TV, Google TV, uh, Roku and Amazon Fire. Find us there. And on every major podcast platform. You name it, iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, we're all there. Free gas
1: for a year. How big a deal is inflation to the Hispanic community? How big How big, a, how big an issue? Look, it's, it's huge. I mean, look, Hispanics
3: have to drive uh, an average of over an hour to get to work to every work. day. You it know, so it hour kills hour. them every day. I talk to so many working class Hispanics and they say, gas is killing me. When I go to the grocery store, I can't buy the same things I bought a year ago. We can't even fill it halfway to what we bought a year and a half ago. They understand they understand something that's very clear. MAGA policies, Donald Trump policies put America first and put Hispanics first, you know, and it grew Hispanics like never before. And they know one thing also, Steve, is that Democrats and these policies are destructive. They're the worst that can happen. So many Hispanics lost their country and had to flee because of these Marxist policies. And we know it guarantees only five things, right? Misery, chaos, corruption, destruction, and ultimately death. So who wants that? Democrats do Hispanics don't see. Good luck.
1: We we love having you guys on and love the work you're doing. Hispanic vote is Absolutely. That the tectonic plate shift is going to lead us to 50, 60, 70 seats this year. We're going to get over 56 percent. Watch, brother, if we do that, it'll be like 1932. The Democratic Party. We have a chance to destroy the Democratic Party. We have to and we have to. Brother, good luck. Love, love having you guys on. Let's go. We're going to go to the great state of Washington. Got Lauren Culp. Is Lauren Culp up? Uh, Lauren, uh, tell us. I want an update from Lauren. How can the most advanced, uh, one of the most advanced states with Microsoft, Amazon, Seattle, how can they only have 50? I think it's 53 percent of the vote counted, Lauren Colton.
0: Yeah, I think you wonder, doesn't it, Steve, uh, you know, in the 2020 governor's race, they had the results uh, five minutes after the polls closed and uh, they can't come up with numbers, even a tenth of the amount of votes in this election right now. Um, But we don't have an update on the numbers. They're saying that it'll be between four and five o'clock Pacific time. So we're in a holding pattern right now. But I, you know, I will add that Republicans aren't going to save this nation by playing politics, by playing party politics. Dividing the vote like they did in my election and Joe Kent's election is why the both of us aren't in the number one spot right now. And it's a strategy to keep the swamp creatures in the swamp. I mean, most Republicans are fine playing right along with that. You know, I raised some eyebrows recently when I said that um, I don't give a rat's ass about a party as much as I do the American people. Some people in the mainstream Republican Party lost their freaking minds because I care about more about the American people than I do a party. But uh, we can't play party politics. We have got to stand strong. And uh, we're going to hopefully push this over here. Um, I don't know about this vote count. I don't know how many votes they're going to actually put out the count. Um, We might be sitting here waiting until Friday for all I know.
1: Lauren, let me ask you, because this is what the audience wants to know. People are telling me that it's the rural vote in Washington three and Washington four that is the strongest game day vote for you and Joe Kent. Those are exactly those are exactly the ballots that haven't been counted yet. Do you have any feel for where these ballots are going to come from?
0: We do not know where those ballots are going to come from. I know that a lot of my supporters don't trust the mail-in voting, which we've had for uh, at least uh, three decades here in Washington state. Uh, they don't trust it. So they were holding their ballots to drop them off um, and not mail them, but drop them off on election day. So I don't know. I mean, they collect those. Supposedly, they close the ballot box and collect the ballots at 8 o'clock that night. They stopped counting the vote at 845 or 9 o'clock. So whether they got to those ballots to be counted in the first batch, I don't know.
1: Okay, Culp, when are you going to do one more time? The next drop by the, uh, by the, uh, by the uh, Secretary of State there is going to be at 8 p.m. Eastern time?
0: Um, yes. Yes, 7 to 8 p.m. is what we're being told. Eastern time. 7
1: to 8 p.m. your time or Eastern time?
0: Eastern time.
1: Okay. It's unacceptable. I mean it is. is it isn't state of washington the great state of washington the huskies we've got all these great folks up there great patriots correct me if i'm wrong is that not that the headquarters of amazon is not the headquarters of microsoft is not the headquarters outside of silicon valley maybe austin texas maybe route 128 in, in in boston and cambridge right are the only other two tech centers like this in the world you got nancy pelosi over there taiwan because of the chips but seattle washington how can a state that's the leader in the post-industrial world economy, have 53% of their votes, only 53% counted at uh, what? In the afternoon of the day after. How's that happen, uh, Brother Culp? Tell me how that happens.
0: Yeah. Why does that happen? You know, and it leads to voter mistrust. It, it leads to people thinking that they're doing something nefarious. Um, and we need people to trust our election system. So why do they delay the vote like this? steve i have no clue i mean they're using machines brother colt
1: the only way people are going to trust this system if the people take it over our betters and the elites have shown us the fiasco of 2020 when they stole it from trump they've had two years to get everything right in maricopa county at 10 o'clock tonight eastern time they're gonna have the next drop right they're not saying the final the next drop our betters have spoken in washington this is all we need to know you got phoenix And you got up there in the state of Washington. If they can't get it together, the elites have shown us what they're going to do because they don't care. You know what they're doing? They're working this thing out to get the vote they want to have. They do not want to give up power. The last thing they want to see, right, is Joe Kent and Lauren Culp in Congress. This is exactly what's happening. Is there any doubt in your mind of that, sir? Yeah,
0: they don't want Joe Kent and Lauren Culp in Congress. No, because we will not go along to get along. We're going to Washington, D.C to fight the swamp, to stand up for the American people and take this country back from the radical left and the rhinos that are in Congress and in the presidency, Okay. Uh, they don't want that at all. They wanna keep things as usual because they want the money flow to keep yeah. going. They want the money laundering scheme that they've got going uh, to continue. And but, they know that Joe Kent and I aren't gonna play that game.
1: Brother Culp, really quickly, how, what's your social media? People wanna find out and follow this 24 seven. How do people get to you to get latest second updates on the race in washington uh washington four
0: yeah we'll be posting the results as soon as we get them uh my handle on most social media is lauren at lauren culp and my website is culp 4
1: brother Culp, lauren culp fight on brother we'll check back in uh throughout the night and see you on here tomorrow
0: thank you very much steve
1: i've got the one and only royce whites here riding shotgun with me right, right before i bring royce in here i want to get to i got to get to uh Uh, Brian Kennedy, Brian, uh, you went out to Arizona immediately for President Trump, I think on the 4th or 5th of November 2020. Is it an absolute disgrace what's going on in Maricopa County? And what would you recommend Kelly Ward do right now, sir?
2: Uh, Thanks, Steve. I I would suggest Kelly Ward get serious and quit with the happy talk. The The fact is they stole it from Trump in 2020 in Arizona because they had constructed a system to, to basically obfuscate the ability of anybody to watch what goes on. And we haven't fixed that over the last two years and shame on us. That's great. And Stephen Richer, who's the registrar there in Maricopa County, he has said time and again that the election in 2020 was not stolen. He's supposed to be a Republican, he acts like a Democrat. He took to the pages of National Review last year to say absolutely the election was not stolen. And so now, this is not incompetence on his part. This is their system of voting. And they make it confusing this way, and they make it look complicated so that they can manipulate the vote, if they have to, to get the desired results. This is done on purpose. They don't want people like Kerry Lake to win, or Mark Fincham, or Blake Masters. But yesterday, you saw so many people coming out and voting for those folks, that they won but the mere fact that we don't have lawyers on the ground making sure that these votes are being counted and published is simply ridiculous and, and everybody watching in the war room should be upset about this
1: no they are they're outraged by the way uh y- y- I, you told me last night we didn't know this the great Vin scully passed away brooklyn dodgers la dodgers, dodgers the voice of baseball i didn't realize he's a, a major contributor the claremont institute which you ran can we play that we got a short clip on on vince scully let's play vince scully i want to have brian kennedy who knew him comment we take
0: a moment to pause and note the passing of the greatest baseball broadcaster of all time vince scully passed away last night at the age of 94. it's not often that you can say of anybody in any profession with absolute certainty that he was the greatest of all time and will always be considered that. But after 67 years of broadcasting Dodger games and all the other joy that he brought into our household and the wonderful warmth of the man himself, there is no question that Vince Scully set a standard that nobody will ever equal. When Vince uh brought- I
1: want to go to Brian Kennedy. Brian Vince Scully was obviously a legend, a good man went to Fordham, I think went to Fordham Prep too with the to Brooklyn Dodgers. Uh, he did that great to broadcast. I think it was 1955. When the Brooklyn Dodgers finally broke that streak and beat the New York Yankees, then he went to L.A. as a guy who lived in Southern California for years. Baseball was Vin Scully, and Vin Scully was baseball. Um, walk us through. Tell us about the. Tell us about his involvement with Claremont.
2: Uh, you know, he he was a donor, Steve, and and uh, you know just out of respect to his family, I don't want to don't want to overstate it just because the media is so divisive these days. But he he was a supporter of Claremont. He was a patriot. He was a gentleman. He was um, a Roman Catholic. He, uh, I, I very often listen to the rosary, uh, which is recited by Vin Scully of all people. Wow. And, and he was a devout Catholic, but just a good man. And he's a reminder for all of us who are engaged in politics. We do all this <clears throat> politics, not for the sake of politics, but for the sake of liberty and freedom. And Ben Scully and the way he announced baseball, he was such a gentleman. He reminds us about what's good about America. Amen. And that we do this, these hard things like politics, so that we can enjoy things like baseball and our family and our freedoms. And that's an important reminder as we're here in the trenches.
1: Brian Kennedy, how do people track you on social media, sir?
2: On Getter, it's Brian T. Kennedy. Thank you, Steve, for all you do.
1: Thank you, brother, for doing this. So uh, the, the chairman of the Committee on the Present Danger China. OK, very special. We're going to take a short commercial break when we return. Uh, one of the great warriors in our nation, one of the great populists and nationalists, Royce White, is in the house. When we return uh, with War Room a Battleground. Be back in a moment. Everyone. I want... war room posse you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies they resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you i've got the solution Unplug systems a secure communications company has an app suite you can install on any android phone
2: They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024 by Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon.
1: Okay. We're live. We're at CPAC. Load in day. Hello. Can't produce it myself. Okay. Thanks, guys. By the way, uh, we're here. at War Room Battleground, Wednesday, 3 August. I'm honored to have a... uh, a friend, a buddy, a comrade, a colleague, a compatriot, the great Royce White. Royce, look, I've come to admire you. Jeff Quatton my old partner, uh, one of the founders of the Big Three League. Yep. You guys have a great thing going. You've camped in Dallas for the summer. I think you're going to Chicago. The league's going great. You've become a, a global figure, not just as a populist nationalist, running for Congress now in a, in, a, in a competitive primary to try to run against Omar. But you've kind of made Big Three basketball as a TV Event for more than just basketball fans yeah. because when Royce white goes out He's the one guy who talks about the Uyghurs. He takes on the Chinese Communist Party He's, he's fighting injustice throughout the world, right? T- talking on the Federal Reserve Brought your favorite book here e lords, of lords, of e lords of easy money easy money lords of easy money Royce white's taking on the Fed. He's defending the little guy throughout the world now I was in the news here recently with a certain event in Washington, DC. <laughs> my lawyer, let me say a certain event in Washington, DC. And my brother Royce says, Man, you gotta watch. You gotta watch my walkout. Now, when Royce does the walkouts at Big Three, they're like a global event. He's got the Uyghurs, you know, ban the Fed and the Fed and the Uyghurs take down the CCP. So I watch it and people say that you're gonna walk out with a shout-out, free banning, yeah. right? On yeah. shaved on your, you know, marked up on your head. Yeah. I watch Big Three every week. The biggest highlight they got is Royce White's walkout. It's the one time the camera's cut away. I saw no Royce White. I saw you out there as like mm. an ant on the court, but no close-up. Is that a there's no conspiracies, but there no coincidences. What what happened? Can you say where the the overlords at CBS get angry at Quatnitz and Sean Bannon and and Cube and the other owners of Big Three and, and cut your contract? I don't want to far be it from me. <laughs> I don't want to get you guys in trouble.
4: No, I, I think that um the Uyghurs there are certain topics that are in the purview for even a CBS to allow me to speak on. Um, Steve Bannon is innocent was way outside the purview. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, and so I try to strategically, you know, place the phrase on this That's side so of my like, head because we play half court. So I spend a lot of time with the left side of my head showing whether we're on defense or off. So I try to be strategic and place it on the left side so they wouldn't be able to avoid it. And they did show it. Uh, but, but they never spoke on it. Now, that, that could it be the commentators. It wasn't,
1: digi- it wasn't digitally marked out? The, com-
4: the commentators may not understand what, what, what's going on. And, yeah. you know, a
1: lot of people don't understand everything that's going on no. in the
4: world today. So No,
1: that's what I want to ask you before I move to politics and to your race and to yeah. the Fed and things you're interested in. Maricopa County, you had, you've got the vested you – know, look, you're, you're a recent member to the Republican Party. You're running for the Republican nomination to take on Omar. Yeah. You've seen all the games that are played. Right, in, in that convention in, in Minneapolis, right, in Minnesota, they, yeah. had, they had you, had a bunch of Doug, Doug Wardle, a bunch of guys got, got the okey doke, right, <laughs> by the establishment. In Maricopa County, the, the banking, corporate, and real estate interests got a full facial by MAGA. And yet they won't turn the next uh, ballot drop is ten o'clock as someone new to the Republican party that's trying to build a new Republican party that's that's inclusive nationalism and participatory populism how's that set with you sir
4: well I think we got to get every never trumper out of the party um and and that that purge needs to start with this election cycle um from a from a do you a, think
1: we need to purge the never Trumpers out I
4: think every single every last one of them there, there's only look the What we're going to decide here in the next two years, four years, is very simple. Do we want to have a country or don't we? And those are the only two groups of people. Take the Democrat and Republicans and throw it out the window. Do you believe in having a country called America that has America's foundational values or don't you? It just so happens that the Republican side of things is the only party that has a remote sense of us having a country. But even within, there are a bunch of uh, of, of republicans uh insiders establishment that don't believe we should have a country at, in, at their heart H-
1: hang on i'm lectured every night because you know at the war room in our headquarters in dc we have cnn and MSNBC song nonstop. we have teams monitoring political we're lectured every night particularly msnbc by joyanne Reed and chris hayes and rachel maddow and the whole the whole crowd over there that not just the Republican Party, but the Trump movement and the Trump MAGA movement of the Republican Party is nothing but a bunch of of uh, cracker, xenophobic white nationalists in that only the Democratic Party is the natural home for all African-Americans. You, you don't agree with that? Am I, is, that is, 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 is Chris Hayes wrong when he's lecturing us? Is, is our beloved Joy Ann Reed? with all her different wigs and hairdos, yeah. is she wrong yeah. every day when she's, when Joy Ann, when Joy Ann is, is, and I love Joy Ann, we watch her every night, I love her show, she's lecturing us every day, we're a bunch of white nationalist crackers, is she wrong, no, sir? No,
4: Joy Ann Reed is the quintessential sellout. She's a sellout to her own people first and foremost, be it the black community. She doesn't, she's not, she doesn't wanna be black, she hates that she's black, she wants to be a liberal white woman and she's very angry and, and aggressive towards the, the American movement because they won't allow her to be. Uh, and, and, you know, but she's a sellout to the country and they know that there is an establishment that doesn't want us to have a country. They want us to be a piggy bank to the party of Davos and they want us to be a tributary state to, to the CCP. And they're completely okay with that because to them, sovereignty isn't an important, an important, uh, issue. It's not an important quality, a trait for us to hold. Okay.
1: Minneapolis where you're running for Congress is the center of many issues we've had over the last couple of years. Yeah. The Mr. Floyd situation, other situations, police. You led, and the first time I saw it, I said, who's this guy? You led a march that time, and you didn't take it down to George Floyd Square. You went to the Federal Reserve Bank in Minneapolis. The issues you talk about, the issues you run on, is that resonating in that community today as you run for Congress? Because I look at other Congress people, they're talking about a whole different set of issues than Royce White is. Are you do you believe you're breaking through and people are starting to understand the issues you're talking about and why you think that what you want to focus on will take the nation in the right direction? And you're the type of leader that ought to be at the forefront of this, sir.
4: Well, I think our issues are upstream from politics. Our issues are cultural. Our issues are moral. They're spiritual. Um, the political manifestation of, of, of our country today as it stands. And the circumstance here is all downstream from the, from the culture. And so I, I think much of what has happened today and why America is where it is is because the mainstream media establishment has done well to keep these issues out of the scope of what Americans find important, whether it be the Fed, whether it be trade, President Trump and yourself brought trade back into the forefront. But yet and still many people in the community I come from in Minnesota, which is this corp this you know, this little tiny corporate uh, your fortune five hundred stronghold, um, they still believe that globalism is is great, that, that China's the great new horizon and, and we all can ride that that uh wagon home to uh to uh, you know, uh freedom. But there is no freedom in China. And and that that's the scary part is when I talk to people in the community, I just ask them fundamental questions about ideas like freedom. When the George Floyd thing happened, a lot of people in Minneapolis talked about freedom. They talked about rights. They talked about human dignity. And and uh, I just asked them, you know, you get all your goods from a place where God be it. You say you want LGBTQ rights, but they banned effeminate the men from television and God bless them for doing it. But they didn't do it because they believe in God. They did it because they see a war in the future with America, and they know that a weak population of men is not fit to fight a war against a formidable opponent. So that, that's what I, I just try and talk to them about the real things. And if, and if I lose, I won't lose by becoming a Democrat, right? We can't win. If we become Democrats to win these elections, we don't really win. Why
1: all the consultants tell everybody that's running in these D plus, and by the way, Got to be it's a D Democrat. These pl- are twenty. You've, you've got to be. You have to be a, a, a Democrat light to try to do it. The consultants tell you that. Why do you believe? First off, you can beat your opponent in the primary, and then why do you think you can take on Omar? Who's one? Let's let's be brutally frank. She's one of the rock stars of the Democratic Party. You would be taking on one of their biggest fundraisers, one of their biggest international yeah. media celebrities. Yeah.
4: Well. It- like I said many times before, we live in the age of the double cross and triple cross. The Star Tribune, which is the newspaper of record in Minneapolis, uh, said that for me to say globalism was a dog whistle for anti-Semitism. But they most recently, through their support, the editorial board, through their support behind Don Samuels, who's running against Ilhan in the Democrat primary. I mean, these are these are dangerous, scary times. And, and what occurs to me is two things. One is, Uh, The Republican establishment is the outer bastion of defense for New World Order. They're the first line of defense. The rhinos are the first line of defense for the New World Order. Make no mistake about it. They're protecting the Democrat establishment from real American candidates running against their stalwarts. And secondly, is that even more dangerous than Ilhan Omar, and I dislike her, she's the worst. But don't be fooled, because the most dangerous people are the centrists. The most dangerous. Why, why is
1: that? That's I've never heard. That's great. Why, why is that? The,
4: the extremes are there to create a illusion of, of uh, a caricature of opposition, a caricature of fear and, and, and a place that we don't want to go. And we're right to not want to go there. But the real danger are the purveyors of the corrupt status quo. The moderates, the center, the, the, the center that wants an ever-expanding center. These are the people that we have to weed out. This is Liz Cheney on one side, and and let's say a uh, Joe Biden type on the other, or or uh, what's my guy, Benny Thompson, another qua non-sellout.
1: We see this in, in they just put $30 million on Gary Lake's head. And you see this with Eric Wright's, they just destroyed him for 10 or $15 million. When people like you that come up that are complex. And and try to take on the system like Kerry Lake, like Donald Trump, like Eric Gright's, like yourself. What they revert to is the politics of personal destruction. Here's how they do it. They're not going to take you on by issues, they're not going to debate Bryce White about the Fed. They're not going to debate you about trade, because they understand you have the facts. And when people listen, you can make a rational case of that. What they're going to do is what they do to Donald Trump and what they do to Eric Grighton's and what they do to Joe Kent and what they do to Kerry Lake. It's the politics of personal destruction, yep. okay? Because the arguments you actually have to, they're going to go up to low information voters, right? With the mainstream media they've got, the legacy media and those TV networks in Minneapolis and the Minneapolis Star, and absolutely to try to destroy you. They won't try to destroy Omar, but she, she will carry water for them. They don't like her, but she'll carry water for them. Yeah. You won't. How are you going to combat? And, and here's what they establishment They come they say, hey, Royce White's a good man. He's a good man, but he can't win. Carrie Lego, okay, she can't win. Eric Greitens can't win. Donald Trump, remember in fourteen fifteen, Donald Trump can't win. Yeah. Okay, they can't win. Yep. They're going to say the same thing about you. How do you combat that? And how do you convince people with no money? Because you're going to be like Lake and you're going to be like all of them. You know, yeah. It's a grassroots campaign. It all lives hand to mouth. How are you going to convince them that you actually can get this done? It's not, it's not
4: my job to convince them that we're going to get this done. I mean, the, the, the point is, is that at some point we have to take a stand and fight back with the truth. If we, if we fight with lies, then we can't have a real victory. And so, you know, the the people of my community are hopefully going to be, um, be, be, start to see the, the yield from the politics that they've been sold with their French fries. And, and they are starting to see that. I think people are real, um. Uh, apprehensive towards Ilhan Omar's policies, Keith Ellison, the Democrat Party. And I'll say this for the black community, because race is not the biggest issue, but it is a thing. And the black community has been targeted in the political propaganda area. That's why they vote 95 percent Democrat. We're making huge headway there in Minneapolis. Many, many, many black people in Minneapolis are no mas with the Democrat Party uh and 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 I talked to them about real issues and many of them they don't like the CRT they don't want uh you know their kids to be taught that they're not that the that the boys are girls and the girls are boys um all of those things are are starting to be pushed too far to where now even communities that traditionally voted democrat are going to turn in a different direction so I think that's a great start um uh, but but again it's cultural it's cultural, it's cultural, it's cultural. And, and what we have to do, in my opinion, is find our, our Christian roots. Ministry, 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 ministry is not just for the religious, it's also political. We have to go into the communities that they've roped off, given propaganda, and said, go loose, let chaos reign. I can go into those communities. The question is, will the outer state constituency except my America first agenda. And we have great traction outstate. So, you know, I'm, I'm in a tiny district where there's 13,000 primary re- Republican voters. They get to decide if they want to have a country or not. In this primary, in our primary, my opponent raised $2 million. She doesn't have a nickel to rub together. Why? Because all the political operatives in the establishment robbed the campaign. It was just a, a grift. She was always the controlled opposition cutout to run against Omar. I came late in the game. And they tried to rally and make sure that I didn't get endorsed. And even though they were backing her, the establishment, the people still almost endorsed me with the 46 okay. to 6,400 uh, delegate vote. So, you know, we're making headway, but we have to stay focused, keep our eye on the prize, and stay true.
1: Let me leave the primary a second. When you go into the black community, particularly a, a place that's gone through so much of what Minneapolis has gone through the last couple of years, yeah. when you talk, populism when you talk federal reserve when you talk trade and jobs and the kind of the mega America first agenda do you get any intellectual pushback do you feel like you're getting traction with the community that they 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 understand where you're coming from and see how you're trying to lead people and lead this country to something totally different that you don't see in mainstream politics
4: no i, I don't get any intellectual pushback really i mean mostly when i talk and let's say podcasts that are more local more more in the, the the heart of the minneapolis community people are just surprised and, and appreciative to hear information that they've never heard before and you know i i throw your name out there and i say well do, have you ever actually heard steve bannon talk or are you just going to believe that he's a white supremacist because cnn told you and they kind of give me that deer in the headlights look and you know i'm two seventy, 270 so i'm not not easy to push around either and and i just say no from a from a real standpoint what 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 do you think your citizenship means? What value, how do you value your citizenship? Uh, what is it? Is it job opportunity? Is it security? Is it, is it the ability to be free, to have individual rights? What is it? Um, and then when I start to break down the deterioration or the, the devaluing of our, or the decline of our American citizenship, they're open to it. I said, wh- wh- why, why, were you, why were we ever okay with our manufacturing being sent to another country? Do you know how dangerous it is for essential medicines, essential, uh, um, essential essentials of all sorts to be manufactured in a place that has declared war on us? And they have declared an asymmetrical war on us economically and, and otherwise. And they go, well, well what's going to happen when you need a Z-pack? It's made in China. Now, what if China says no more z Do you think we should manufacture our medicines, essential antibiotics in China? No, we shouldn't. Well, well, what do you think? Well, where should we go when, when who's going to bring them home? The Democrats aren't. Oh, well, that's not the only issue. Well, let's go to the next issue. You know, and we just keep going down the line and, and you have to be invested in and actually explaining these things their proper way. Not going for the petty, uh, the petty uh, token issues, uh, low regulation, low taxes. That's been the Republican. It's, it's got and us in the sandals. right there in the heart of CD5 in Minneapolis. Low regulation, low taxes, guys. That's not what's what's killing America.
1: It's thirty trillion dollars and nine trillion on the Federal Reserve. You're not going to have more tax cuts. Any tax cuts? That's right. Before we go, when you start talking about the Federal Reserve and the politics of money, which this country in the 19th century, all the way from Jefferson and Hamilton through Jackson and Lincoln, Mm -hmm. all the way to William Jennings Bryan, until the Federal Reserve was started, the 19th century was about the politics of the control of money, who controlled the currency. When you talk to people in in the community and in the district. Did did they does that start to get traction about the importance of that Federal Reserve Bank in Minneapolis and how much control it has over their lives?
4: Well, when I marched the 18000 people to the Fed during the George Floyd issue, it it was because my you know. The police aren't the issue for black people, That that's just that's just a complete scam. The issue is an institution like the Fed that none of them even know about. They drive past it every day, whether it's on the metro or they bike or walk or whatever it is, right there on Hennepin Avenue, the the main street of downtown Minneapolis. And the Fed's sitting there right on the corner on the river across the street from Father Hennepin Park, across the water from Father Hennepin Park and and John Baptist De La Salle High School that I attended. Heresy. I mean, to have the Fed and John Baptist De La Salle on the same block. That's the ultimate, the ultimate scam. Um, But most people don't even know what the building is. And I said, listen, the Fed, since 2009, let's just make it a shorter time horizon. They all said, look, we're gonna give money, we're gonna print money so that it can go to increase wages. We're gonna increase the wages, we're gonna bring jobs, and all of it went to the C-suite, it all went to the hedge funds, it all went to golden parachutes and bonuses, and the American people lost jobs in turn because Wall Street and DC, had a quid pro quo to send the money that they inflated to China. I mean, it's just the ultimate scam. It's a Ponzi scheme.
1: You're gonna co-host with me on Friday. You're gonna come and get a big game on Saturday. Uh, what, what's your social media? How do they get to the campaign as we wrap up uh,
4: Royce White, I'm on Gitter. I'm also on Substack. True Social as well. Um, I'm everywhere.
1: The, 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 vic, the victory of Royce White in this primary and against Omar would be one for the ages. I got to tell you, here, you Royce thank White.
4: You. Godspeed, brother. Thank American,
1: you. American patriot. Thank you. You're going to be back with me on Friday. Okay, we're going to be back 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. We're going to be live from CPAC. Hope to have everybody here, including, by the way, the amazing Trump tribe of Texas and others. CPAC, wild enough here. want to thank everybody for joining us. On load-in day here at CPAC, want to thank Mike Lindell, Michael B., here uh everybody will be here live from cpac tomorrow morning see you back in the war room 10 o'clock eastern daylight time see you there